0: Welcome to Making It Happen, a podcast all about sharing stories of those who have made it happen their way. This is about motivating those from all walks of life to know that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, and especially no matter how old you are, that you can make whatever you want to happen a reality. These stories have inspired me, and I know they will inspire you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Making It Happen. I'm your host, Ada Ruth Huntley, and thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to today's episode. If you're new to the show, this show is all about young people who have aspired to their dreams and made them happen, and are here to encourage you to do the same. Today, I am so excited to welcome our next guest to the show. We had some royalty last week, but we certainly have some royalty this week and keeping that trend going. I'm so excited to welcome y'all today to Miss Alabama, Tiara Pennington. How are you doing today, Tia?
1: I am doing so good. Thank you so much for having me on. I have been looking forward to your show and I need to catch up on all your other episodes, especially since you interviewed Marcel from last time, who is my outstanding teen. She's amazing. So I'm so glad to be on today and just excited to talk with you.
0: Oh, well, we are so excited that you're here. And I know so many people are going to get so much out of your story and looking forward to having you catch up as well. But for today, just want to give everybody a little idea about what you do. Tiara Pennington of Helena was crowned Miss Alabama 2019 in June and competed at the Miss America 2020 competition in December, where she was a top seven finalist. Tiara was Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen in 2016 and placed in the top eight at the national competition. Tiara also served as Miss University of Alabama and was the first African-American winner of that competition. At the university, she is a member of Phi Mu sorority and has earned President's List, Dean's List, and International Dean's List honors. She has completed extensive volunteer work with the National Psoriasis Foundation and received the National Psoriasis Foundation Leadership Award. She is pursuing a BA in Political Science at the University of Alabama and plans to attend law school. So, Tia, we're so excited to have you today. I mean, it's freaking Miss Alabama. Um, So, of course, we're going to talk pageants, and we'll talk pageants throughout this episode. But to get us started, how did you get started in pageants?
1: So, I go all the way back from since I was a little girl. I can always remember going to the Miss Alabama competition at the Wright Center at Sanford University down in Birmingham, Alabama, and just being so in awe of all of the Miss Alabama contestants who were competing and I was there since I was a little girl because my mother competed in the organization back in the mid to late eighties. And so her competing, she loved the organization. She was able to graduate from the University of North Alabama debt-free. She's a performer. So this gave her an outlet competing in the Miss Alabama organization to not only complete her schooling debt-free but to also have the opportunity to perform and do something that she loved. And they did a really cool thing back in the day as I like to say and my mom we both like to say about, they used to do it was called the Miss Alabama Review, and so they would have some of the Miss Alabama contestants who competed or maybe placed in the finalist position on the final night of Miss Alabama Week every year to do this huge show with the reigning Miss Alabama. So she would travel all across the state with Miss Alabama, and she made so many different friends, and of course she went on to be a field director and have her own competition up in North Alabama, and so she just loved it, loved going to Miss America. My my grandmother, she was a field director, and they both co directed together with one of their local competitions up in North Alabama. So they loved it. They've been ingrained in the organization for a long time. So it was just inevitable that one day I would be competing in Miss Alabama because I truly loved it. It was just something that. I always loved since I was a little girl looked up to all of the contestants and what I really loved and what really sold me on that I not only want to do this for my mother or my grandmother or whoever, but I want to do it for myself because when I was a rising star, which is our mentoring program from the ages of seven to 11 in the organization we had the opportunity to hang out with one Miss Alabama contestant who was our mentor. And so they'd be just so fabulous on stage, but then you would have moments backstage with them and they were so down to earth. And I thought, wow, they are amazing. Not only are they beautiful and talented and smart and just great role models, but they're also so down to earth and they made me feel so welcomed and they made me feel like one day I could be Miss Alabama. So that's one of the reasons that I am Miss Alabama today because of all of their love and support, and it's so funny, actually, one of my mentors, her name is uh, Dr. McDonald, who I love her. I call her Miss Lene. She was not only my mentor when she competed, but also ended up being my one of my directors when I won Miss University of Alabama. So everything just comes full circle, and I've loved every moment of it. I also competed in the teen organization, was fortunate to win in 2016 and have the opportunity to compete at nationals and make it into the top eight with amazing teenagers from all across the United States. And really, that gave me a huge boost of confidence because, I mean, we had a rigorous week up there in Orlando, Florida, and I thought, wow, if I can do this, I can do anything. And so after that, I was ready to tackle on Miss Alabama, what I called the big girl competition. And I was ready to go to Miss Mary like I was so ready to do it. And I I loved and have loved every moment of it. Of course, it's paid for my education here at the University of Alabama, which Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a blessing for for anyone. And so that's why I'm in this organization today. And hopefully I'll be here for another hundred years because we're coming up on our 100th year anniversary with the Miss Alabama organization and Miss America organization.
0: I love the family ties to the organization as well and that you've been able to carry on that legacy from your grandmother to your mother and now to you. So I think that's absolutely fabulous and you've done such a great job both in the teen organization and the misorganization. And for those of you who may not be aware or who may not have caught it, Tia has had the opportunity to serve as both Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen and Miss Alabama, which is an honor only few have really received, which is incredible. So I've always been curious about this and never had the chance to ask, what are some of the biggest differences and similarities in the two roles? And what has that experience been like getting to do both?
1: Honestly, I think of the teen organization as really intertwined with the Miss Alabama organization, and really they're only being honestly an age difference, and you just grow up in the organization if you were part of the teen, and you end up having, of course, these amazing group of friends and sisters that you will have for a lifetime going through the organization, but competing in teen. I would say the, probably the only difference, of course, you're in high school, you're trying to learn and figure out who you are still. And even in college, you're still trying to figure out who you are. But for me, I know a lot of teens compete in the organization for scholarship opportunities, because that's where I got a large bulk of my scholarship opportunities, because you're not in college yet, they still are recruiting high school students, and they want a Miss Adams Outstanding Teen or any Outstanding Teen from any state. And so I could say that would probably be the only difference is that large bulk of scholarship money because they know that you're getting ready to go into college and you're not in college yet. But even competing in the Miss Alabama organization, I have racked up even more money that I can take with me as I plan to go to law school, which is phenomenal. I've gained money from Miss America where I've been able to have over $16,000 from competing at nationals that I can use for for housing, for tuition, for anything that I need because college is so expensive. So this really has just set me up when it comes to my career in education. And so that would be probably some of the differences, just the scholarships. But really, you just grow up in the organization. You find out everything that you learn from teen, you can transfer easily into the Miss Alabama competition. And that's one reason that honestly, I said, I can do this. I can compete in Miss Alabama because I saw Callie Walker, who is a former Miss Alabama, who was Miss Alabama before I was, who was an outstanding teen. And she competed in the program. And we have so many outstanding women who are competing now in Miss Alabama who competed in teens. So I love to see that transfer. And really, I think, as you transition into MISS, you learn more about yourself and you learn more about your abilities. Whereas in teen, you're just kind of learning and people are trying to guide you and help you out. But by the time you're in MISS, you already know what you're passionate about when it comes to your community service. You know your talent, You know, and you know how to interact with people. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I had to learn as a teenager is not only interacting interacting with your peers, but also interacting with those in your community And, and getting that voice of, okay, I'm Miss Alabama or I'm representing my local community, and I have this huge voice. Not only this crown, but I have this huge voice to speak for others, to speak for another organization. If you, like I'm with the National Striasis Foundation, it's my social impact initiative. It gives you so many different avenues is what I love, and I think that Miss Alabama just builds upon those skills. And, and another difference that I didn't think about, in teen, we have fitness competition, which is so fun. It gets you pumpy, It's your Your blood running, you know this, you competed in team. So that's always fun. We don't have a fitness portion with Miss Alabama, but I have figured out and I've learned just through my own experiences that I take a lot of what I learned about trying to eat healthy and just exercising and not really worrying about trying to be skinnier or look like this certain type of person, but just to be healthy in my own skin and just want to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to make sure that I'm having the best possible outcome when it comes to my health, which I learned a lot from, oh, here I have this fitness routine that I can use forever from just competing in the team organization, which is really cool.
0: And I can certainly relate to that. Like Tia mentioned, for those of you who may not know this about me, I did compete in pageants for a brief period of my life. And the first year I competed in Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, the first and only year, was the same year that Tia won. So that's how we met. And so it's been cool ever since that experience and getting to compete with you to continue to see your growth from teen to Miss Alabama. And a large part of that has been getting to see you continue your work with those struggling with psoriasis, as that has been your platform since me and you competed back in the day, because that was, in fact, back in the day. Um, what inspired you to take on this issue as your platform?
1: So when I was 13 years old, I decided that I really wanted to become immersed in learning more about psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis because my mother and uncle unfortunately suffer with both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. So not only do they have to worry about the chronic itching and pain on the skin and on the surface, but they also have to deal with the joint pain, which a lot of people are always so surprised. They never are able to really connect the two, which just makes psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis an even more complicated disease. And so I thought, you know, I want to know how this is really impacting my mother's life, how this is impacting 100,000 Alabamians suffering with the psoriatic disease. And I wanted to start at a young age because I thought, you know, I'm here, I'm starting out, getting ready to go to high school, and I want to serve others, especially in my community. And I just knew that there had to be others out there who were suffering with this disease, this terrible disease, like my mother and uncle. So that's what I did. So at the age of 13, I was Googling and searching and found the National Psoriasis Foundation. And it. I just looked out that they were having a community ambassador application for those all across the United States to apply because they were looking for local ambassadors all across the United States to kind of just bring more awareness to different areas that maybe they cannot reach because the National Psoriasis Foundation is in Oregon. That's where it's located. So that's nowhere near close to Alabama or a lot of other states. So I signed up, I applied, and they said, you know, if we kind of like what's happening with your application, we'll give you an interview. And I was just tickle pink when I got a call saying that I would receive an interview, that they want to learn more about me and want to learn more about my mother's story. And just watching her as a little girl grow up with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis and seeing my mother deal with that. So I had that interview. It was like an hour long. And of course, at 13 years old, I'm scared to death because it's just Something about a phone interview is just not the most comforting thing in the world, especially not at 13 years old. But I had the interview and they they loved me apparently because I was able to make it as a, the youngest community ambassador in 2013 to represent the National Psoriasis Foundation in Alabama and in particularly in the central part of the state. So central and northern part of Alabama. And that's where I really want to focus a lot of my attention just because I lived in that area I was going to school in that area. So I started my own support group, Psoriasis Take Action, Alabama, and there I was able to have lots of meetings and even um, some monthly meetings as a young teenager, meeting with those out in my community, and I was just shocked at how many people just in my little hometown were suffering with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis and had no help. So with being affiliated with the National Psoriasis Foundation, I've been able to help patients with copayment cards that helps with their copayments and insurance. I've been able to help patients when it comes to different medications, especially since I was young and I still am young. I've been able to help a lot of children and teenagers who are dealing with these medications that have really harsh side effects to them. So I had the incredible opportunity in 2016 to speak in front of the board of directors with the Food and Drug Administration, talking about different biologic medications we could put on the market that could help children who need this medication, but also have to go to school and wanna be able to function and like a normal child or teenager. So those have been just some amazing milestones with working with the National Psoriasis Foundation. And just recently before everything kind of cracked down with the coronavirus, I had the opportunity to go to Capitol Hill Day with the National Psoriasis Foundation and got to speak to a lot of representatives in Congress about trying to pass the PCORI Act, which will help a lot of different autoimmune diseases as well as step therapy reform. And so, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the things that I've been able to do from 2013 up till now and I just cannot believe it. And I'm really excited because next month I'll get to be the host of an international call. We're gonna have a National Psoriasis Foundation conference. So I'll get to moderate that conference. There's gonna be 18 different countries on the call. And right now we have almost close to 300 participants. And I'm like, wow, this is just so fun. And so I have a lot of different unexpected things even now as I continue on with the National Psoriasis Foundation. I'm also a committee member with the National Psoriasis Foundation. And I help a lot with working on the legislative side, which helps me a lot since I want to go to law school and I want to learn more about law and just how to deal with what we call politics. So that's been really, really cool part of being immersed in this organization. And I've loved every moment of it.
0: See, and I love these interviews because it's even people I've known for years. I get to learn so much more about y'all and get to share that with the world. And it's just amazing hearing about all the work that you've gotten to do and helping people with psoriasis. So first, thank you for all that you've done. Um, And second, congratulations on all the incredible honors that you've been able to receive. And all of that work has certainly paid off because not only did it get you the title of Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen and Miss Alabama you also got to go to Miss America and you kind of kicked some hiney um, and getting top seven in the competition so you have to tell us what was Miss America like and what were your favorite parts both on and off camera?
1: Thank you so much. And I did. I had the opportunity, amazing, incredible opportunity to compete at Miss America and shout out to your incredible mother who helped me with my social impact initiative, kind of short TED talk speech that I had to give at Miss America, which was a new part of competition last year. And so I was freaking out about it. But in speaking with your incredible mother, she just made me feel so comfortable. And she helped me kind of form how I want to say it where it could really resonate with not only myself with the audience. So shout out to your incredible mother for helping me with that. But it was an incredible experience. It was the full 2.0 experience, which is just a fancy way of saying that we were focusing more on the individual as the individual and not so much as what's on the outside but what is on the inside and so I mean we've always had incredible Miss America candidates and contestants who have been in this organization who are already not only beautiful but are smart and are doing incredible things but we just wanted to highlight that even more last year and we're continuously changing and that's one thing I've always loved about this organization is that it's always evolving and it's always trying to st- that's why it's still relevant it's because it's always changing with the times and and still being relevant and always on the forefront of so many different movements. And we have so many incredible women who are advocates, not only for women's issues, but just for civil rights issues. So that's one reason I just love this organization and loved that experience last year, which is crazy to even believe, considering I'm still here as Miss Alabama as my second year. So forgive me if I get my, my, my dates mixed up or my years mixed up with this coronavirus. I'm not really sure where I am. But it was so cool because I got to, I mean, of course, have friends from all across the United States that I can call up for anything. And it's just so amazing to have different roommates and to meet these young, incredible women who are achieving so much. And it's just great to be a part of this sisterhood where these women at such a young age are already starting their own uh, nonprofit organizations where they're already spokespersons for their schools. So it's just incredible. And of course, Camille Schreier won Miss America. She's still our reigning Miss America. And she was the first Miss America contestant to win in doing science. She's all about science. She wants to be a pharmacist. So that was really cool. And I know that everyone loved her talent getting to perform her amazing science experiment that I'm still obsessed with and would be like, wow, I would love to do that. So it's really cool that we have that talent aspect at Miss America where all of us come from so many different walks of life, but we're still able to to connect and make a difference where we can. Of course, it never hurts to have celebrity judges and celebrity hosts. So Mario being one of the celebrity hosts, which I was starstruck, and he was just so cool and down to earth. And here we are during rehearsal, not halfway, anyway, presentable, but here he is. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is Mario. And he's like talking to us, giving us the rundown of the show. Of course, when I made it into the top seven, I had interview questions from Kelly Rowland. I mean, like, come on, your life can't get any better than that at 21 years old. She's asking you a question. She, like, knows your name, kind of, sort of. I'm pretty sure she doesn't remember me now. But at that moment, she made me feel like I could be a part of Destiny's Child if I wanted to. So that was cool. Of course, Karamo, and I got to speak with him a little bit after the show. And so it's just so inspirational to have these figures who are celebrities, but are also doing so much as trying to be advocates as well. So that was incredible. And of course, making it into the top seven, getting to be on national television and getting to come back home to Alabama, because I mean, all getting to make it into the top seven is just icing on top of the cake, but getting to come back to the state of Alabama and just have so many people supporting me. And it was so nice seeing all of the comments and text messages and Facebook posts of all those who supported the organization and who have supported me my whole entire life. And so it was just literally the best experience I could have ever had. And it's just indescribable and indescribable to really have that feeling of something that you've wanted your whole entire life to it for it to actually come true. It's really just a dream come true. It's like a fairy tale. And even now a year after Miss America, I'm still reaping the benefits of having just that whole experience. So just one for the books for sure.
0: Well, we all were certainly super proud watching you on TV and can certainly relate to you and being obsessed with both Camille and her talent and Mario. So we can all relate to you there. But, you know, you went to Miss America. You did incredible You come home, get to serve the state of Alabama, and then a couple of months later, we go into lockdown, and you get the news that you're going to be Miss Alabama for another year. What has that experience been like, being the first Miss Alabama to serve for two years, but also having to navigate the role in a pandemic in which both you and your mother got COVID? Tell us a little bit more about that experience and what that's been like over this last year.
1: Well, it was really one of those things. It was so crazy when I got the call from the executive director of the Miss Alabama organization, Miss Nan Tenenbaum. It was kind of right after we were getting close to Miss Alabama time, where Miss Alabama is usually the first week of June. And so here I am thinking, oh, this won't be that bad. Like, it'll all work out. We'll still have Miss Alabama. And then... A couple of weeks later, I got a call and she said, Miss America is not happening this year because of the coronavirus. And they want to make sure, since we're coming up on our 100th anniversary, that they're able to really celebrate in a huge way and to also for the different contestants who have never been in Miss America can have the same experiences that we all have had, all of us candidates have had competing. So they wanted to make sure it was still special. So they canceled and then they told the state executive directors that they they could cancel and also could keep their state winner for the next year. And so we got to decide and I was like, are you kidding me? Like duh, I wanna stay. What kind of question is that? so i am coming up on two years now which is so crazy to even believe but it's been it's been challenging but it's also been really amazing because i mean who else gets to represent their state for a second year that's something that you always want to do you never want to give up your title when you have to because by the time you're getting ready to give it up you're just now learning what it really means to be representative and you're really being immersed into the role, especially after all that preparation for Miss America. But it's been really fun getting to have a lot of different virtual appearances. I find myself being a lot more tech savvy now than I was a couple months ago and really learning how to go with the flow. I feel like I've really had, that's been my motto, my whole reign, because there's been so much that's unknown. And we always think as humans that we have control over our circumstances, but we never do. So I really have learned to go with the flow and that everything eventually will work itself out. And it. it, It truly has. I mean, like I was discussing with you earlier about how I've been able to meet with so many different people from all over just virtually, that I would not have been able to connect with had we not been in a pandemic. I've also been had the opportunity to have in-person appearances, which just I'm just all giddy for those because I get to dress up. And even though I have a mask, I just feel like here I am, official Miss Alabama again. And so it gives me something to look forward to and to also have that opportunity to connect. I've gotten to judge a lot of different competitions and pageants, which has just been so much fun. But it's really challenging because there's so many amazing women out there who are doing so much at such a young age. And I'm like, this is insane, but amazing at the same time. So it's been funny and great to be on the other side of the table, getting to be a judge and also getting to kind of find ways to be creative and to still be relevant for those here in the state of Alabama. And I've learned a lot, so much from not only technology, but I've learned a lot more about myself. I've learned so much more about this organization. And I've learned how to be more aware of my surrounding and what's happening around me, which has been just really amazing. And I find myself being able to take moments and times to really just stop and pause and think, wow, this is is cool. This is great. And like you were mentioning, though, I've had a, a couple of bumps with having the coronavirus I've had the coronavirus my mother had the coronavirus which was not fun at all but thankfully we are on the up and up now we're we're doing great we feel like we're back to our normal selves but that was really a scary and difficult time because you always see the numbers like on the news of the different coronavirus cases and then right after we were doing better. My mother and I, I thought, wow, we're part of that number, that that ticking number that is continuously going up and up and up, but also being very thankful that we didn't end up in the hospital. We weren't in those numbers. And then we also weren't in the numbers of so many people who have lost their loved ones who have lost their lives to this Horrible pandemic. So, I mean, we were fortunate that we were able to still be here after suffering with the coronavirus, but it definitely makes you think about how a year can make things just so, so different from the other year. I mean, just time just continuously is changing and things are always so different. So we're thankful to still be here and just, again, thankful for life. And I think that's one thing I've been able to put into being Miss Alabama. Like, I'm just thankful. Whatever happens, I'm just thankful to be here. And I'm thankful to have an opportunity to still get to do what I'm doing, even during a pandemic.
0: And we are all certainly thankful that, one, you and your mother are in good health after having had COVID-19, but also that we've been fortunate enough to have you as a representative of our state for a second year. So congratulations on that accomplishment. But that's not the only real thing differentiating your year from others, because you're also one of the few Black Miss Alabamas that we've been fortunate to have. And You were actually recognized by the University of Alabama's National Panhellenic Council for a Breaking Barriers Award for being the first Black Miss University of Alabama and one of the few Black Miss Alabamas. What did that award and being a Black Miss Alabama overall mean to you? And what has that meant to you throughout your reign?
1: It meant so much to me. I mean, I just was so humbled and it was something that I was not expecting because, You know, you you sometimes you get caught up with life and you're not really thinking about how you impact others. But then when you receive different awards like this or even when you don't and you realize that people are coming up to you and saying like, hey, you're a representative for me. Like, I see myself being able to do this now because you broke that barrier for me. I no longer see this barrier up where I can't be Miss Alabama or I can't be Miss University of Alabama because you've already done this. And so I think representation for one always matters because you, sometimes you can't always be what you don't see. So once you see something, you're like, wow, like I can do this now. And so I'm glad that I've been able to be that person, but it's also bittersweet because I know that there are so many amazing black women and women of color who should have won, could have won Miss University of Alabama, Miss Alabama, but didn't. And so I definitely take that into account and just think like, I would not be here if it weren't for you, because you were here before I got here and you gave me the courage. And even though you didn't make it, you made me believe that I could. And so I always think about that. And it's just so amazing to have those black role models and female models in my life who have been just so inspirational to me. And the university has been so gracious and so supportive of me my whole entire Two years now as Miss Alabama and just being a college student, as well as my sorority sisters just supporting me. And I mean, the award means everything to me. And I, I picked up my beautiful award a couple of weeks ago and I thought, wow, this, this is amazing. This is great. But I know that if I could, I would break off little pieces to all of the, the women that I know who who deserve it as well. And so it was great to be in the room and of company of women who are changing things here on the campus and, and breaking barriers. So, so just another highlight of of this another year, of what I call another lap around the track, like I like to call it, of being Miss Alabama for a second year.
0: We love it. You're taking a victory lap. Yeah, I especially love, you know, you paying homage to the black women who have come before you in the organization. And that's certainly something I can relate to in being the first black female SGA president at Auburn you know, it's, you're not there if there's not other people before you helping open the door a little bit wider for you to walk through. And so it's really awesome to hear you talk about that. And I can certainly think of Black women myself who I've seen competing in the organization who have helped pave that way for you. So um, that was certainly moving for me. So of course, I think everybody's wondering, I'm wondering, people that are going to listen to this are going to wonder, what's next for you? I know you're interested in law school, but what school do you hope to attend? What type of law do you hope to practice? We want to hear it.
1: Awesome. And before I get started, I just want to congratulate you on all the things that you've been able to do and accomplish. And I'm just so glad that I got to meet you through this organization and to be able to follow your journey because, I mean... You're just amazing in every aspect in every way, but I'm excited. I am a junior right now at the University of Alabama, would have been a senior, but of course my first lap around the track of being Miss Alabama, I had to take a year off because there's just no way that I can do both. But I'm super excited that now that I'm back on campus, I am now double majoring in political science and history with a concentration in legal history. So now I guess I'm really trying to prepare for law school and just, I love history. So I thought, Why not just add this on to it, but I'm preparing to go to law school right now I'm preparing to take the LSAT in the fall. So I'm looking forward to that and just enjoying the journey. Honestly, I've always been one that I've loved school and I love to challenge myself. So this is just another challenge that I'm a little nervous about. But right now I'm just more just trying to get my feet wet and just learn the basics, of course, of the LSAT. Right now, I'm looking at really law schools all across the country. Of course, we have an amazing law program here at the University of Alabama, which I'm so fortunate to have here in our state and i mean i'm just looking at everything the sky's the limit especially with my scholarship money that i've been able to receive after all these years of competing and also i'm a vocalist so i've been talking about what's next like musically for me like what would i like to do when it comes to to music to performing to singing especially now since i've been kind of stuck at home like most people during this time i find myself thinking like "I, i don't maybe I might do this side of the other when it comes to my music and and being flexible. So those are some things that I'm looking forward to. Of course, right now, I still don't know the exact details of, what will happen with Miss Alabama because the coronavirus and the pandemic's just so unexpected anyway, and so crazy. So I'm not really sure what will happen, but I'm excited for whatever comes next. I know we will eventually have to have a Miss Alabama competition. So I'm looking forward to getting to perform and kind of have my last hurrah before I crown the next incredible Miss Alabama and get to meet a lot of the different candidates that I have not really had the chance or opportunity to really meet or talk with. With personally because we've all been all over the place but this month on my Instagram I've been doing a celebration since it is Women's History Month of the different candidates competing at Miss Alabama so I've learned a lot about through that aspect in that way so I'm just I'm excited and excited hopefully to be on the upside of this pandemic and the coronavirus and, and getting back to some type of normalcy.
0: Absolutely. And it's been so cool to follow all the Women's History Month things that you've been posting. So if any of you listening would like to check that out, you can follow Tia's Miss Alabama page on her Instagram at Miss America AL. So as we start to wrap this thing up, you know, of course, thank you for being on the show and sharing so much. I know people are going to get so much out of this episode, but love to end every single episode with a message of hope. And so it's your turn to answer this question. What would you say to anyone out there trying to make it happen in their own lives?
1: I would say make it happen. Do it. And that can be, of course, easier said than done because you think of other people, you try to compare yourself with others based on age or where they are in their lives. But you have to realize that everyone has their own time and their own pace when it comes to something that's going to happen for them. So if you have a dream out there or a goal, whether that is to compete in the Miss Alabama organization, to be Miss Alabama, whatever it is, then you can't do it. Definitely you can't do it if you're not trying to make it happen. So I love that your whole, slowing your whole motto is about making it happen and to go out there and do it and just to try. It. it doesn't hurt to try and to keep trying. And I know that that of course is a lot easier said than done. And one thing that a piece of advice that I give to a lot of young women competing in this organization is that, you know, set little goals along the way. If you want to make something happen, I didn't become Miss Alabama overnight. It wasn't, I thought, Oh, I want to do this. And then I became Miss Alabama the next day and any Miss Alabama candidate or anyone in any field will tell you that it did not happen overnight and that they had doubts and that they had reservations and that they had down moments but you have to push through them, of course, and you also have to have a village with you. I find that I would not be where I am today if I did not have a village of supporters and those who were helping me along the way, and that, of course, is because of my amazing Miss Alabama sisters and family that I have, but just to to do it and to enjoy the journey. It's so fun to enjoy. I mean. I'm so jealous of the different Miss Alabama candidates who are competing now because they are enjoying the journey. And for me, the Miss Alabama journey is over, but that doesn't mean that my life journey is over, that I'm just getting started. And this is a stepping stone for me. So just to look at life that way and enjoy the journey, enjoy the moment, enjoy the little things. Like for me, when I was competing, I thought, okay, I'm going to practice this, this, and this this week for this set amount of hours. And then if I do this, I've accomplished something and that I'm closer to being more confident with speaking with people. I'm more confident about knowing what's happening around me. I'm more confident with my abilities to perform. And so when you have that mindset and that mentality, then I think it helps a lot. And also to remember to live your life for yourself and not for others, which again is easier said than done, especially in the age of social media and technology, But don't listen to those who say that you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or you don't look the part to accomplish this or the other because they're not living your life. You only have this one life to live and you have to live it for yourself. So if there's something out there that you want to do that may seem unconventional to someone, don't worry about them. Just do you, make it happen, and live your own life.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Tia, for taking the time to be on the show and also just for serving our state so gracefully and so wonderfully. We are certainly very appreciative to have you as our Miss Alabama and thankful that you took the time to share your story with the show today.
1: Thank you so much. This was so fun. It was so good to catch up with you. I haven't seen you in such a long time.
0: I know. We'll have to get lunch next time I'm in your neck of the woods. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm good
0: i'm here for it thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of making it happen if you don't want to miss a new episode each and every week be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this episode also please leave a review wherever you're tuning in i would love to see your feedback and see how i can continue to improve the show and make it better for you to make it happen lastly be sure to follow the instagram page at making it happen underscore podcast to catch extra content each and every week about the show Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that this episode inspired you to make it happen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Making It Happen. I hope that you join me each week for a brand new episode and are sure to follow the podcast Instagram page at making it happen underscore podcast. I hope that you left this episode inspired and are ready to go make it happen.